right you have to ensure that when you break your routine and get back into routine number one you're gonna have to double up so if you're reading three chapters you want to push an extra one in and redevelop those mental muscles of commitment yeah um and then you also if you want want to do that put an accountability structure in place hey call me by 12 noon and no matter what i'm doing i have to drop it and study all right thanks for sharing with us and god sees your efforts you know even with all the other things that you have to pay attention to all right glory to god so we're just going to make those declarations we have about 10 minutes if you've been reading the passages blessed are you if you've not been rich, rich, reading the passages, blessed are you, and blessed shall you be when you read the passages. There's blessing for reading the word. Okay? So we're just going to pick a couple of things. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know him, because the world did not know him. So it says, Look with wonder at the depth of the Father's marvelous love. That he has lavished on us. He has called us and made us his own, his very own beloved children. The world doesn't recognize who we are. The reason the world doesn't recognize who we are is that they didn't recognize him. Because you have to have spiritual eyes to be able to discern spiritual identity. You're going to say, God, I thank you for lavishing your love upon me. You're going to type somewhere and say, I'm lavished with the love of God. I'm, I'm lavish with the love of God. Thank you, Lord, that your waves of love, they are cascading over my soul, bathing my soul like a Russian river. The waterfall of your approval is what I take my bath in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It says, behold. In other words, it says, look intently. Pay attention to. What that means is you want to say, God, may I never lose the wonder of your love. Let me always gaze. Let me always, my name is not gaze, but let me always gaze into your love. Let me always immerse myself. Melekora, edama, edura, esikra, adomosia. Behold what manner of love. Behold what manner of love. The Father himself, he didn't, he didn't uh, delegate it to an angel. It says the Father has given unto us. He has showered us with his love. He is bathing us with his love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. I will never lose the wonder of your love. The wonder that comes with paying attention to your magnificence, paying attention to your loveliness. Thank you, Father. We adore you, God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Get your amen, but louder where you are. Amen. I know the many times in the mornings you can't shout, but right now you can shout. Shout amen where you are. Amen. Uh huh. Shout amen. Where amen. You are. This is very important. Look at what it says. There is a logic he explains for us, or that he presents to us. It said, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And it said, and you know, watch this, you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, one. Number two, and in him there is no sin. So number one, he was manifested to take away our sins. Number two, in him there is no sin. So 
This is the logic. This is the logic of sanctification. Watch the logic of sanctification. The thing about sanctification or progressive, or some people will call progressive holiness, which is actually progressive sanctification, right? Because you're called holy saints, even when you're still being sanctified. And you are the righteousness. But holiness is the state that you have because you have the nature of righteousness. Are you following? Righteousness is your nature. Righteousness is your nature. Holiness is a state. So before God, you are called a holy brethren. But in the affairs of men, holiness is the working out of that nature of righteousness. Let me explain what I mean. What is the state of water? It depends on where it is. If it's inside a freeze, freezer, it is solid state. If it's inside uh, the fridge, it is liquid state, maybe with some ice. If it's inside a kettle, it's in water, liquid, and steam state. When God looks at you and you're in Christ, you're in the freezer, you are holy, right? When you are outside, men will look at you and be like, ah, this person, you are, you are liquid now, you're water. So what does it mean? It means that walking in holiness is walking in the consciousness of your position in Christ. How do I know? Because here in the text, it says, number one, he was manifested to take our sin, sins away. Number two, in him, there is no sin. So if all Jesus did was to manifest and he took your sin away, but you were not in him, you can go and collect that sin back that he took away from you. Is somebody, are you guys together? Holy Ghost, open our eyes. But he didn't just take away our sin. Lamb of God was, uh, who takes away the sin of the world, um, who died for our sins, and not only for us, but also propitiation, propitiation for the whole world. He didn't just take away our sin. He now put us inside him. So he put us inside himself, and inside himself there is no sin. Which means that logically, the believer is not just empowered to live above sin, but the believer is put in a context in which sin is a foreign object to him. The believer has to travel abroad for him to practice sin. He has to re reject the consciousness of positional holiness for him not to walk in manifest holiness. I hope I'm not going, going to theologically uh, uh, deep. So you're going to proclaim this. Thank you, Father. You have taken away my sins and you have placed me in you in whom there is no sin. Thank you, Father. Say that. Thank you, Father, for you have taken away my sins by your son, Jesus Christ. And you have planted me in yourself in whom there is no sin. Let me just quickly do a, let me just quickly do a survey. How many of you want to agree that through this fast, through this fast, your sin frequency has reduced greatly. I'm talking when I say sin frequency, I'm saying conscious um, your your personal evaluation of misdeeds or violation of God's laws or uh, overriding the promises of the Spirit. You can say that right now it has reduced. Why? There's consciousness of who you are, consciousness of your spirit, man. Why? Because you put yourself in a state. You put yourself in a state of governance under the Holy Ghost. That the governor shall be upon his shoulder. So the governance of the Holy Spirit, the administration of the Christ, is being more practically entrenched in your mind and expressed in your life. Right. So, so 
you can come to a place in your life where the ongoing work of sanctification is so intense in its progression that acts of sin become completely minimal in your life. And that the only sins that you might find yourself in are the sins of omission or the sins of um, oversight or the sins of uh, accident or mistake because of the failures of, of the human flesh in which your spirit is currently contained. And one day that thing is going to be glorified, right? So let's proclaim in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for taking away my sins. And thank you for planting me in Christ in whom there is no sin. Therefore, I am domiciled in holiness. I am domiciled in holiness. I am domiciled in holiness. Sin is a foreign object to me. I am not a flat mate with the flesh. Come on, somebody put that somewhere. The flesh is not my flatmate. I am in Christ. I am at home in Christ. Christ is at home in me. I am at home in Christ. And Christ is at home in me. My headquarters is the headquarters of holiness. Isaiah 35. It says, in that day, the feeble knee is going to be strengthened. It says, I will cause the lame to walk and shout for joy. And they shall walk on the highway of holiness. And it compares holiness to a highway. Why? On a highway, you can move very fast. You are not being hindered by the potholes of prostitution. You're not being held back by the hurdles of hatred. You're not being held down by the lasma of lasciviousness. You are not being harassed by the police of pornography. Right? You're on the highway of holiness. You are not finding yourself in cyclical patterns of repentance and God, I'm sorry. You are operating in that stream of divine guidance. Thank the Lord and say, thank you, Father, because you are training me. You are working in me. You are working in me. I am not a flatmate with the flesh. Sin is a foreign object in my reality. I am positioned in Christ. I am situated in Christ. I am domiciled in Christ. Not just as a theological context or acquiescence, but I'm in Christ as my real location. And it becomes the context that governs my expression. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Somebody let your amen be louder than that. Amen. Can your amen be louder than that? Amen. The word says, for if our heart condemns us, I need to run. God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. We're going to proclaim, God, you are greater than my heart. I can trust you in my future because you are greater than my heart. My heart, sometimes we have palpitations may, you know, murmur or murder. My heart may be, you know, sometimes trouble, like we read earlier this morning, Psalm 73, 25, 26. My heart and my flesh, many times they fail, but God is the strength of my life, my refuge forever. You're going to proclaim, God, you are greater than my heart. So when my heart is saying, you can't do it, you already missed the mark. You already ate sugar, so just stop right now. Uh, Don't you? Have you forgotten? Is it because you didn't speak on Clubhouse? Is it because you didn't... Uh, okay. Is it because nobody knows that you've not been reading your Bible? That you're still forming, you're among them. Proclaim this. God, you are greater than my heart. And therefore, watch this. I do not subject my members to the dictates of my heart. I subject my members to the dictates of my God. That's why I'm not following my heart. I'm following my God. In the name of Jesus the Christ. Let 
Goriato skeleto brinda husha minda koskalida Europa katakatuve esilanko matieto beleda in the name of Jesus I proclaim that I'm in subjection to the voice and the status of God it is not my heart that determines the status of my spirituality it is my God the Bible calls God the judge of all men and he also calls him the judge of all things and the Holy Spirit searches makes intercession for us in other words the Holy Spirit does not condemn us it says the Holy Spirit it said if our hearts condemn us so the heart is what condemns mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit yeah Spirit is what re- Eats. I do not subject. It is my, my heart is not my assessor. My heart can be an investigator, but God is my vice chancellor. God is the chairman of the board of academics. God is the the benefactor of the institution of holiness, and therefore I go with God's account that I'm justified. I'm purified. I'm sanctified. I'm on track. I'm moving on. I'm bouncing back. I'm going forward. I'm rising high of Jesus the Christ. Somebody say amen. We got to run. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. It says, Every spirit that does not confess. Now, it says confess. Now, that confess is to declare, to homologio, to, uh, to say the same thing. That does not say the same thing. That Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. So, any spirit that violates the protocols of divine manifestation in Christ. Any spirit that says something that is not expressly contained in Christ is an antichrist spirit. We're going to judge every antichrist spirit in our lives, in our environment, in our spaces, Mm. at home. You're going to insist wherever there is a manifestation of an antichrist thought, antichrist tendency, antichrist orientation, antichrist persuasion. I judge you now. We have just about 20 seconds on this. So proclaim, I judge right now every manifestation of an antichrist thought, sensation, feeling, opinion, and ideology in my life. I insist on the God that everything that is antichrist in thought, in ambition, in will, in thought, in idea is judged right now in the name of Jesus. I am not in subjection to the whims and the caprices of the enemy, but I am in alignment and submission to the will and the wonderful works of God in Jesus' name. We have prayed. I wish your amen will be louder than that. I wish your amen, amen. would be louder than that. Amen. The word is in 1 John 4 verse 17. Love has been perfected amongst all, among us in this. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? Because as he is. How is he? We read that in 1 John chapter 3. How, he, how is he? He is without sin. So on the day of judgment, please watch this. This is the beauty of the day of judgment. The so many books were re- open, and another book was open, and and anyone who was not, um, they said, and I saw the dead, the old and the living, uh, the young and the old, and everyone was judged according to their works. Watch this now. And whoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now anyone who is not in Christ will be judged according to his own works. Anyone who is in Christ has already been judged in Christ. Christ was judged. He was made sin. Who do you know sin? 
that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so, in the day of judgment, we have boldness. It is like, you know, back then in school, who remembers in school? The lecturer says, hey, everybody, thanks up, surprise test, blah, blah, blah. Some people who already saw Expo or who already knew the outline or who were already very serious... So, for example, some people were already maybe in the term paper that was over 50. They already scored 50 over 50 in the term paper. They had no business being afraid of carryover. Somebody type in the comment, I already passed. I already passed. I already passed. I already passed. You have no business being afraid in the day of judgment. This is, this is not just fact. It is truth. Because you're not going to be judged according to your works. You're going to be judged according to your Christ, who has already been judged on the cross. So somebody say, I've already passed. Already now, passed. this is where I'm going. If we have boldness in the day of judgment, it said, because as he is, so are we. Where? In this world. Without the imputing of sin upon us. The Bible says God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. It says, not imputing the world's sin upon them. For God did not send the Son to the world to, to condemn man, but that through him, man might be saved. Now, this is the point. Somebody, I, I, I want somebody to really get, if you get this, if you get this, you've mastered fear. The word says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Mm -hmm. So God is the most dreadful person. If God changes it for you, you are going to be, you will not even like it. So God is the most dreadful person. It said that he pleased the father to judge the son. What was he judging? The sin that the son had become by substitution. So the most fearful thing is somebody following this. I need your spirits to be open. The most fearful thing is to fall under God's judgment. But the Bible says since we already have boldness, the next verse now tells you there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. So the Bible is trying to let you know that if you are not afraid of standing before God, there is no man on earth you should be afraid of standing before. Are you seeing the logic of faith now? Oh my God. Oh, can you see where my boldness and confidence comes from? It's not from my gifts. It's from my understanding of who I have already been qualified by. So there's nobody that can holler mommy anywhere. That's Yoruba word. Nobody can holler mommy. Are you seeing this now? It is a logical premise that if I'm standing before the most dreadful person, and he Go says, ahead. no shaking, no need to fear. Why should a landlord make me afraid? Why should my flatmate threaten me and I begin to buckle? Why should a, a, an employee say you will die? And in my mind, I'm already, you know, uh, peeing myself. Why? That is what he's saying. He's saying there is no fear in love. Why? But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he whose fears has not been made perfect in love. He said we love him because he first loved us. Because we didn't have any kind of love to give. Right? So he gave us love and activated the love nature in us. So that now because we have the same nature as he does, we can respond to the love that he first of all invested in us. So you're going to proclaim this. I terminate every expression of fear. I shut the door to fear. I evict fear. I take authority as a caretaker under God, who is the landlord of the real estate of my life. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I evict fear. Your time is 
up in my life, in my mind, in my experiences, in my expressions, in the name of Jesus. Nobody can intimidate me. No doctor's report, no accountant's report, no feedback that is negative because I already stand pure and justified before the dreaded one. The Bible called the Yoruba people call God Erujeje. 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 That means the fear, the one that is to be feared, the embodiment of all things that will make you go, hey, but if you stand before God, they are not enough. They are not plenty rich. In the name of Jesus. I hope that, see, this one will change your life forever. This one alone. Just this one. But let me move on. This is the reason you don't hate your brother because I, I wish I could teach this. But see, at the root of hatred is fear. Fear is at the root of hatred. When people say, I hate people from that place, they are saying, I'm afraid of what they can do. So I don't want to have any kind of love association with them. Let me not teach that one because time. Finally, Proverbs chapter 16. Is somebody getting blessed? Proverbs 16. Is somebody getting something right now? Yes, sir. This is the reason love. <laughs> love produces faith in your life. Fear produces hatred in your life. So I say, I hate snakes. You're afraid of something. Hmm. I, I hate people from this part of the country. You're afraid of something. At the, at the basic, most elementary level. Um, I sense the Lord saying I should close with this. Let me close here. Because there are some things I want to deal with in Proverbs 16. Maybe I'll do a voice note later. But in the name of Jesus the Christ, I proclaim as one given spiritual authority over you Amen. that every root of fear is hereby exposed, Amen. terminated, Amen. dug out and incinerated by the fire of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I demolish and decimate Amen. anything that has been telling you. You think you will survive this year. You think that that cancer will not come to you. You think the lump in your breast will, will disappear. You think that all this in the every word every word every word that the enemy has raised in your subconscious mind to terminate humble humiliate confuse you i come against in the name of jesus i release the fire of god's judgment the Bible says the sword of the Lord is deep in the hearts of his enemies. I take the sword of the spirit and I pierce every area of fear in your life. Amen. I destroy and decimate every coagulation, every combination, every gathering of dread and fear Amen. and weakness and intimidation coming from a boss at work, coming from a superior officer at home or in the neighborhood, coming from your neighbor, your tenants, your staff, your employee any threat that's been raised against you like david you say you come against me with swords and spears but i come against you in the name of the dreaded one we command every hindrance every high thing Cast down now in the name of Jesus. Cast down now in the name of Jesus. Cast down now in the name of Jesus. Cast down now 
in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 16 says, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. By spiritual bone transplant, I assume a place in the spirit as a surgeon under God and I insist on a bone transplant wherever your bones have become fragile because of the negative words through the media, through the news, through family, history, your medical records, accounting records, legal records. In the name of Jesus, I speak the words of life into you. I speak the pleasant words. What are pleasant words? Pleasant words are words of faith. They are not sentimental words. How do I know pleasant words are words of faith? Without faith, it's not. It's impossible to please God. So what God considers pleasant is what is done in faith. That's why the word says that when Solomon offered the sacrifice, he came as a sweet-smelling savour. Another word for sweet-smelling is pleasant. So every sacrifice done in faith is a pleasant sacrifice. Every word spoken in faith, it does not have to be romantic or sentimental. It's a pleasant word. God says that that pleasant word, that it brings sweetness to your soul. Whoever has been a victim of bitterness, where somebody assaulted, violated, abused, intimidated, used, and dumped you. I release the pleasantries of heaven. I release pleasantries. I release pleasantries. I release pleasantries. In the name of Jesus, your soul is sweet. Somebody receive that. Your soul is sweet. Your bones are healthy. My soul is sweet. My bones are healthy. That degenerative condition in your body, that thing that is weakening your spine, your bone marrow, your joints, your heart, your vital organs, I rebuke it right now and I replace it with the energy of God, 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 energy of God. in the name of Jesus. No broken bones. I had a revelation earlier this morning. Uh, uh, mid-morning-ish it was a revelation I saw blood and anybody here that has been targeted by hell for accidents for stray bullets for wild things wild animal attacks I separate you by the fire of the Holy Ghost I raise an emblem of fire all around kings all around our family members all around our loved ones all around everyone connected to us in the name of Jesus nobody is going under the knife nobody is being caught in a bus accident, car accident, knife accident, a breakdown somewhere in the name of Jesus. Safety is of the Lord and of the Lord will release it over you. We release it over you in the name of Jesus. No accidents. No unfortunate incidents. No ill winds, no evil reports. Safety. Somebody say, my soul is sweet. My bones are healthy. In other words, my internal, my soul, my software is functioning well. My hardware too. It's a dead year. Thank you, Father. I proclaim life over your children. I proclaim life and peace. I proclaim strength. I proclaim security. I proclaim guardedness. I proclaim no evil from within or without, from the soul or from the bones. No evil. No evil in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Rosakadaba. Somebody receive. Receive. Receive of this prophetic stream. Rekatekede. Ezuzakidaga. Rekatakata. Izgadoshim. 
Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I speak over your life. I speak over Eunice's life. A specific word for Eunice's. For Eunice. I speak over your life in the name of Jesus. You are preserved by the mercy of God. The Bible says my soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and my soul is escaped. This is the testimony of everyone connected to this call. No knife will touch your body. No metallic object will pierce your body. Wherever there is a internal bleeding or blood flow or organ failure, we build it up by the miraculous, by the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We seal up every gap, every hole, every puncture in the mind, the soul, the body, the heart and we've shut out everything from of fear Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. We give you glory, our Amen. King. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen. and amen. amen. God bless you all. Have a great rest of the night. Um, I'm going to be...